your faith with people. You know, uh, I've been in jury duty for the last three weeks, and it's been very hard. Uh, you have to get up at 5.30 and catch the bus by 6.30 or 7 o'clock, and you got to go downtown to Comer, and there's a lot of homeless, homeless people down there on the streets, people eating out of garbage cans, and people picking out cigarette butts out of the trash cans and smoking, trying to make a cigarette out of a cigarette somebody else has already smoked. And I'm thinking, oh, how gross is that, you know? But you see the heartache and the pain. And I have had a chance to witness so many times to people. Because I'm standing right there at the bus stop and I feel that if God has brought them there into my presence, I'm going to say something. I'll start out talking about whatever, but I'm going to say something about the gospel because people are, have lost hope. They say you can survive anything if you have hope. You can survive anything. You guys know you're not going to be here forever. You know that. You know the rapture could happen anytime. We are using our funds in this church to get the gospel out. To get the gospel out. I was praying last week. Lord, what do you, who do you want us to bless? I'll get to my message here in a minute. I haven't got to my message yet, but I'll get there. Just bear with me. Who do you want us to bless? And I was talking to a brother from Kenya, and the brother says, we have an opportunity to buy some property in Kenya. So I go, how much? He says, 10,000 American dollars. I says, really? So I went home and I started thinking about that, thinking about it. I could not get that off my mind. $10,000 where they can build, extend their church, because right now people have to stand up throughout the whole service for three hours. Can you imagine? And the people walk to church and stand for three hours to hear the gospel. Can you imagine that? I can't imagine that. So I went home and started praying about it. And Friday morning, I go check the mail at the post office. And I have a check for $8,200. So I said to myself, okay, I prayed that God will bless these people. I prayed that they... Uh, we could be of help to them. So your funds, your finances that you give here, we're going to buy that property for them in Kenya. We're going to buy that property for them. We're going to give them $11,000. They're going to go buy the property. They're going to extend their building. They're going to have room for people to sit. Just because of your giving. Just because when you give here, we bless other people. God has met all of our needs here. We don't need anything here. Now, you always need finances. Don't stop giving if you are giving. That's okay. I didn't mean to put it that way. But if you are giving, make sure you, you can be assured that your finances is going to be stored up in heaven and it's going to count throughout eternity. I have let go of all material things. I could care less. Because I see the coming of Christ is near. So we have to really prioritize our life and see what is really, really important.
everything you got, you got to leave it here. Everything. So be, just, think of, just, just try to think of your life from an eternal perspective. The rapture of the church could happen today. But if it doesn't, the church is going to need each other. We're going to need to encourage each other because it's not going to get any easier, especially for the church. Because sometimes our message is very convicting. All right, so that's the introduction. Next Thursday is Thanksgiving. Now, if I were to ask you, are you a thankful person? Uh, are you a thankful person? I think we should stop and focus on everything that God has done for us. Do you have a thankful heart? A thankful heart is always important. We are to give thanks for what God has done for us. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, you know it. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. We should live a life of thanksgiving. We should take time out of our busy schedule and, tell, and ask God to, I mean, tell God thank you. We need to express our gratitude to God and to people in our lives that help us. God has put people in your life to help you. He doesn't want you to try to live this Christian life alone. Do you guys have friends? Are you trying to make friends? And when you're down and out, do you call people? You are not to live this alone. He wants us to express our gratitude to people that blesses us. We should thank God not only for the big things, but also for the small things. Uh, it should be a lifestyle. You know, we take hot water for granted. We take a bed to sleep in for granted. Clothes, uh, uh, your wife and children, whatever it is. We even take our salvation for granted. You know, we should be thankful that we have a home in heaven. This is not your home. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you and I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you will be also. Do you know that? The reason I talk the way I do, I already see myself in heavenly places right now, although I'm not there yet. My focus is not in this life. I have to live here, yes. And I have to be strong in the Lord while I'm here, but my focus is in heaven. We should thank God that we have a home. We should thank God that the blood of Christ, the Bible said, cleanses us from all sin. We should thank God for forgiveness. You have been forgiven of all your sins. Can you imagine that? Man, I'm, before, I, before I became a believer, I thought I had gone too far to be forgiven. I thought I had sinned too much. Satan said, you know what? It ain't no way that God is going to forgive you of all the stuff that you did. But he did. The Bible said he has forgiven us of all trespasses. Thank God for his faithfulness. Thank God for hope. Thank God that he loves you. I think of all the people who don't have the things that we have, you know, water and 
just the basic things of life. Are you a thankful person? That is my question. Are you a thankful person? If a person isn't thankful for what he's got, he isn't likely to be thankful for what he's going to get. If a person isn't thankful for what he's got, he isn't, like, he isn't likely to be thankful for what he's going to get. You can't have everything you want. Amen. Jesus never promised to meet your wants. He promised to meet your needs. For God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. You can't have everything you want. If you got everything you want, what would you put it anyway? You got no room now. 2 Samuel twenty two fifty. Therefore I will give thanks to you, O Lord, among the nations, and I will sing praises to your name. The greatest worship you can do to God is thankfulness, to be a thankful person. Are you a thankful person? Sometimes I find myself complaining. But when I saw the things I saw in the street last week, <laughs> tents everywhere, I'm thinking, I don't have anything to be complaining about. The Bible said we should do all things without murmuring and complaining. And I find myself complaining. My wife and I went to the store to buy grocery, and we started saying, man, look at these prices. These prices went up. And the Holy Spirit says, wait a minute. Thank God that you have money to buy it. Thank, money, thank God you have money to buy food. Some people don't. So I, I, I got to say, you know what? I got to stop complaining about little things. Why should God give me more if I'm complaining about what I already have? Complaining will grieve the Holy Spirit. You have eternal life. You have salvation. You have forgiveness. You have a home in heaven. You have a roof to, and you have the basic needs met. God has promised to meet your basic needs. Seems like the world is just not content anymore. Especially this time of year when it comes to the holiday season, Christmas and Thanksgiving. Every commercial is about trying to sell you a car or trying to sell you a new um, vacuum cleaner, they're trying to sell you this and they're trying to sell you that. They're trying to make you discontent with what you have so you can go out and spend money to buy things that you don't need. My vacuum cleaner works just fine. I do not need to go out and buy another vacuum cleaner. My wife says, my, my car is running fine. I was going to get rid of it and say, boy, boy, mm -hmm. that's a nice car over there, boy. Nice. I said, honey, that's about that car. She says, no. She said, what's wrong with the one you got? A 9900 car, 280,000 miles, and they missed a beat. But it's running. And I, I say, well, I just have to just run it until it dies. And when it dies, I can get another one. 
I know it's getting tired and it's getting old. So what I'm going to start doing is saving money now. So when it gives up, I'm going to just go buy another one cash. That's my plan. But I'm thankful for that car because it gets me from point A to point B. The Bible said godliness with contentment is great gain. Are you content, man? Godliness with contentment is great gain. You brought nothing to this world and you're not going to carry nothing out. You're not going to carry anything out of here. Paul said, I've learned whatever state I am to be content. I know how to abase. I know how to abound. Paul said that. Have you learned to be content? The Bible says, take heed, beware. Jesus said, he said to them, take heed, beware of covetousness. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of the things that he possesses. Most of the world tries to find life in possessions. They try to find happiness in possessions. There's nothing wrong with having possessions as long as possessions doesn't have you. I read about millionaires. And they are very unhappy because they could buy everything that money could buy and they're still not happy. That's not the way of the Christian. Be a thankful person. God will bless you for more if you're thankful for what you have and not take those things for granted. Psalms 103, verse 1 and 2, Bless the Lord, O my soul, all that is within me, and bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits. There's a lot of benefits that you have coming your way. And just because you just haven't seen it yet doesn't mean that you're not going to see it. You will see some benefits in this life. And you will see the rest throughout eternity. Thanksgiving is just not one day of the year. Thanksgiving is every day. The first thing we should do every day is thank God. Let's be thankful people. Psalms 100 verse 4. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. And to his court with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. Psalms 107, verse 1 and 2. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good and his mercy endures forever. If I gave you a pen and asked you to write down right now, how many things do you have to be thankful for? The Bible said that the redeem of the Lord say so. Gratitude is an attitude. It can impact your life. And you can choose your own attitude. Attitude, even, this, even in this pandemic, attitude can make or break you. We want to have the right kind of attitude toward Thanksgiving. Ingratitude is awful. Attitude will play a big part in how you handle life. Try to have a positive attitude in a negative world. Some things are negative. Some things are awful. 
I'm not ignoring those things, but I can't dwell on them. Adam and Eve had everything they wanted. And they were not content. God had provided everything for them. Everything to sustain life. But they disobeyed God and went after what they didn't have and lost everything. They disobeyed. Lost it all. James said, every good and perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. The Bible says, in him we live and have our being. We, I commend you this morning to give thanks. Be a grateful person. A grateful person, you'll find, is a happier person. Amen. When you're grateful. When I lay in my bed at night, I thank God that I got a bed. A grateful person is more content. He's more content. He's a contented person, and he's more of a peaceful person. I know there are things my parents used to tell me when I was a kid. When somebody gave me a piece of candy, I, they said, well, what would you say now? I had to say thank you. Hmm. You want to be around also thankful people. Thankful people. I've found if, I've, if I'm around negative, negative, negative people all the time, it drags me down. I'm thinking, can't you find something in life to be happy about? Colossians 3.15 said, let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which you also recall into one body and be thankful. God wants you to have his peace. We should, we should thank God for his peace this morning. And the only one that's going to have peace in this pandemic is a believer. Or you should have his peace. And if you don't have his peace, something you're doing wrong. Because the peace is available. Because Jesus said, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives. You're not going to get this peace. This is supernatural peace in the midst of a storm. You can still have it. When people see you walking in peace, they can ask you, so aren't you worried about everything in this world? Aren't you worried about the pandemic? Aren't you worried? You can say, no, because my peace comes from Christ. So Thanksgiving is more than a holiday. Thanksgiving is every day. It reminds us what really is important in life. As you get older in my life, I start prioritizing things, what really is important. God never called me to do everything. He called me to do what I can. What's really important? There are so many blessings that God has given me, I can't even count them all. When we appreciate the gifts that he's given us, he will give us more. God has blessed this church since I've been pastor here. We have never gone without, never. 
We have never been late paying a bill. Never. I thank God for that. This building was $325,000. I only had like 40 people here. Less than 15 years, the building was paid for. $325,000. Less than 15 years. Some people thought, well, no way, man. You only got 40 people. You owe $325,000, $30,000. How are you going to pay? God, with God, all things are possible. Don't you understand that? You can't limit God. Don't limit God by your unbelief. God just is, he's just as powerful right now in this pandemic as he ever was. God will meet all your needs. All you have to do is walk with Christ. Keep that relationship strong. I can't do it for you. You got to do it for yourself. Sometimes we are ungrateful. God gives and gives and gives and blesses us, but we give him very little in return. We we live in a very ungrateful world. Thankless, a thankless life. When a person is thankless, he's usually selfish. One of the signs in the last days, Jesus said in 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 4, you know it. But know this, in the last days, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves. And we see that today. Lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. We see that today. Unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control and despisers of what is good. We see that today. As he said they're going to be traitors, headstrong, hearty. They're going to be lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. We see it today. Maybe that's one of the reasons why we're going through all this turmoil in the world. Because people could just be unthankful. I'm not sure why God is allowing all this to happen, but I know he's in control and I know it's happening for a reason. And I'm praying for the church to step it up. I'm praying for the church. When you walk out this building, you got to know who you are, man. You got to know you got the truth. You got the word of God and the word of God can change a person's life. You got to know that. People are ungrateful because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God. Romans 1. Nor were they thankful, but became cruel in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools. Wow. Don't be like the ten lepers. Jesus said, wasn't there ten? I know there was ten. Where's the nine at? One guy came back to say thank you. One. Contagious disease. 
The person was hopeless and helpless, separated from his friend, separated from his family. It was a lonely life. He was an outcast. It was a very incurable disease. He couldn't get around people. Every time he get close to people, he had to shout to the top of his lungs, unclean, unclean, coming through, unclean. God heals the person. He heals the ten lepers. One person comes back, and Jesus said he was a foreigner. One person. All ten should have came back. Don't be unthankful. God owes us nothing, nothing. But we owe him everything. Count your blessings, brothers and sisters, this morning. Count them one by one. Look at your life and see what Christ has done. Well, you know, I don't have much to give, but my life, that's it. But he can have it. It's all I got. Before I became a Christian, I was lost, just like everybody else. I was confused. I didn't know who I was or where I was going, but I do now. I owe it, I owe it, I'm thankful for that. I was digging my own grave and didn't even know it. Separated from God. So Thanksgiving is a time to reflect as the holiday is approaching. So many people say, oh, these holidays are just stressing me out. And I'm thinking, why? Are you going to let the holidays stress you out? Why? You are allowing that. God is not doing that. You're doing it. The Bible says, he who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. God is faithful. The Bible says, even when I'm, faith, when I'm faithless, God is still faithful because he cannot deny himself. You don't know. You don't know the power you got. Or you don't realize the power you got. Or you don't understand the power you got. I'm telling you, it's time for the church to step it up. My neighbors has never been so friendly to me until this pandemic hit. But now they know that I'm a pastor. They're saying hello to me, and they're starting the conversation. They're talking to me first. I'm building bridges to people on my street because I can see the fear in their eyes. they like dead people walking around, like dead people. And they're in your area, too. They're on your street, too. And you can give them life. You can give them hope. If people don't believe in the scripture, if people don't believe in the word of God, give them your testimony. Every Christian has a testimony. Tell them what Christ has done for you. Oh, yeah. We live in a, great, a very ungrateful generation. Seems like the more people have, the more they want. Not even saying thankful for what they have. Well, 
I can say thankful that I can trust God because he's in control, even right now. The media is scaring people to death. No wonder the Bible said, fix your eyes on Jesus. He is the author and the finisher of your faith. And the Bible said he can work all things for good for those who are called. He can work all things according to his purpose. The Bible says he works out everything by the counsel of his own will. He's working something out. And I want to be a part of it. Jesus have a plan. He wants people to reach, want us to reach people. He wants to use you, your personality, to reach people. The Bible said, be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your, be, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. Hmm. He says, don't be anxious for nothing. The word anxious is worry. He said, don't worry about it. You know, Matthew chapter 6 talks about worry. You know, if worry is not going to help to worry about it. It's not going to change anything. What it will do is give you an ulcer. But it's not going to change the situation. Now, if it, would, if it would help, I would worry. But I know it's not going to help the situation by worrying about it. That's why Jesus said, don't worry. Jesus said, cast all your cares upon me. I can handle it. You can't handle it. He said, come to me. I can handle it. So, I prayed this morning, I'm almost done, but I prayed this morning that you are a thankful person for the blessings that he's given you and not take him for granted. I'm thankful for the brothers and sisters here in this church. I've said this many times, uh, social media is good, but it cannot take the place of one-on-one -on -one interaction. It cannot take the place of one-on-one -on -one fellowship, face-to-face -face fellowship. It can't, it can't replace that. So keep coming to church. And also pray that God will use you. If you know there's someone in the fellowship who is discouraged, then you call them. You pray for them. I think about the freedoms and the privileges we have here in America so far. They're trying to take them away from us, but so far we are still a blessed than any nation on the face of this earth. You have access to God 24-7. Are you a thankful person? Let your conduct be without covetousness and be content with such things that you have. For he himself said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Hmm. Are you a contented person? Lusting after riches, not satisfied. Are you a giving person? No one's content. 
That's what I tell my grandkids, you know. I said, you know what? When I was your age, I didn't have no cell phone. I didn't have no computer. We had a black and white TV. I didn't have no all these toys you guys got. And you guys tell me you bored? Why is everybody bored? I'm not bored. Do I look bored? Maybe I do look bored, but I'm not, I'm not bored. I can find things to occupy my time. Constructive things. We had very little growing up material-wise, but we were happy. We were happy. We played hide-and-seek. We would make our little slingshots out of a piece of rubber and a piece of stick, a slingshot, you know, and, and we were just as happy as can be. And I'm thinking, why is nobody happy? What's wrong? We got all this stuff. And people buying more stuff. I know people who got two storage areas full of stuff that they'll never use. And they buying more. Some of the stuff is still in boxes, brand new, never even opened it because they're not content with what they have. Listen. Godliness with contentment is great gain. Don't let the holidays stress you out. Don't be discouraged with this pandemic. Try to encourage somebody, anybody, whether they go to this church or whether they don't, it doesn't matter. There's only one body of Christ. You be a blessing to somebody. That's why that's why I come to church, because I get a lot of encouragement, too, from people. Sometimes after the service. We sit around here sometime to one or two o'clock in the afternoon and talk. We haven't seen each other all the week. And once I see you guys face to face, man, I just want to just talk, talk. Well, you guys talk, too. All of us do. And that's how we get strength is from one another. So keep coming to church. Let's keep encouraging one another. Let's keep being thankful. And God will bless you beyond measures. And don't get discouraged because your prayer maybe is not answered yet. Maybe because, because you haven't seen it happen yet doesn't mean that it won't happen. Maybe it's just not God's timing. So trust in the Lord with all your hearts and lean not to your own understanding because your understanding is limited. God can see the whole picture. You can't. In all your ways, if you acknowledge him, he has promised to direct your past. He has promised that. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you that we can come and we can be encouraged. And we pray, Lord, most of all, that you would encourage your people this morning. Help us to be salt and light. Help us, Lord, not to be discouraged. Help us, Lord, to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. For we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.